welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, sisters, before we get into this week's episode, I feel like, see, I'm not a teen, but I'm a mom. Well, that's the point of the show. Right. That you're not. That I'm not a teen. <laughs> not that I'm a mom. That doesn't matter. But <laughs> I am neither. I don't know what the point of the show is. <laughs> I'm I'm not a teen, but because I'm a mom, I get like things pushed to me on social media because the internet knows I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. It's figured it out from my I assume my ordering habits. Right. And they push articles to me about things teens are into so that I'll be aware. Even though your children are what, 3 years old and like 3 weeks old. The internet doesn't know that, it <laughs> seems. The internet just knows you're a mom, aren't you? Here's mm-hmm. some mom stuff. <laughs> and so, for instance, they push, they've been pushing articles to me recently about teens engaging in a new dangerous behavior uh, using something called a jewel. They do not mean the, uh, the songstress and musician and poet. I, I, I feel like that's... <laughs> as it were. <laughs> I mean, she she does push a very dangerous behavior. She, you know, like spreads the, the idea of catching a cold from somebody in a romantic context. And it's never okay to try to that's spread fair. a disease that's... in a romantic context. <laughs> that's um, fair. So and, she can uh, be very and... dangerous. But what is this? <laughs> and her, I mean, her poetry too. Like, have you ever read A Night Without Armor? No. Riley? Okay. No. Well, it's the finest of 90s poetry. Mm-hmm. That you can read. Right. I, I have the book. I will share it. Oh, good. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Riley, what's what's Jewel? It's like it's like a vape, except it has a lot of nicotine in it. And it's it's a Jewel is very small. A Jewel is like it kind of looks like a flash drive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a flat black rectangle. Um, only like a few inches long. So and it's not... spelled and spelled J-U-U-L. Do okay. those things stand and... for something? I don't. I if they do, I am unaware. Um, all it, the letters. Is it a reference <laughs> to the musical artist Jewel? I because don't think so. Has is she it, hit a resurgence with your generation? Is she so. selling oh, drugs to teenagers? <laughs> I don't know uh, what her career is like right now. All, I would assume it's better than that, but I don't know. It's been a while since the, I checked in. Our, our beloved Jewel would never do that. I know. I, all I, the I, letters. I shouldn't even joke. <laughs> All the letters in the title are lowercase, so I would assume it's not an acronym. That would mm. not be grammatically sound. Um, but this sounds like, like a Sailor like a Moon Negaverse plot. The top, like, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. To it me. does. <laughs> like, <laughs> smoke the jewel; it will suck your energy for the Negaverse. <laughs> this is definitely. This has got Queen Barrel written all over hey, it. Oh, it's sold by Jade Ite. <laughs> I really, I just want to like shout out to like the fact that Jedi got by on two secret identities. One was Jed Ite and one was Jay <laughs> Dite. Like, come on. <laughs> I just want to just say like, hey guys, the Sailor Scouts need to up their awareness game. But go ahead. Let's talk about drugs. <laughs> um, the top like inch, maybe half an inch is a little pod that you replace and it has liquid in it that you vape. And it is five percent nicotine. It's supposed to be. My understanding is that the the thing, the little cartridge, is the equivalent of a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, one ah. pod is the equivalent of a pack, which is very scary because the actual pod is only about maybe an inch big. And each each inhale is like. I mean, it only takes. No, I don't. I don't remember. I'm not exactly clear on how many like puffs it takes to get through one whole pod, but mm-hmm. it is not a lot. the The idea, I think, is that this was meant to be used. For like 
people who smoked people who smoke using getting like having being able to use it less frequently right. than a vape right so you get more nicotine so you use it less frequently but instead from what i've read it's being used by teenagers to inhale a whole bunch of nicotine really quickly mm-hmm. because if you do that you get kind of a buzz right. yeah so to speak oh that's a bummer what and... we used to call nick sick mm. you get nick sick mm-hmm. because i was never a smoker but i tried cigarettes as i think most people yeah. do at some point in their lives mm-hmm. not everybody but but i did and if you were not used to smoking and you did and you got a bunch of nicotine it you felt really bad yeah but that teenagers like that? Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I guess. <laughs> you know, I, and I see so many like comments about like, how is the same generation that's actually making massive changes to gun control in the government also like the generation that's eating Tide Pods and like doing stuff like this? It's like, well, I think it all goes pretty much together. It's like, yeah, you, you guys are growing up in a world that's way too real. And every mm-hmm. now and then you're just like, I just need to eat a Tide Pod. I just need to smoke an entire <laughs> pack of cigarettes in five seconds. Because that's your world. Don't ever smoke cigarettes or eat Tide Pods. But, like, I kind of get why these things go together. <laughs> like, that's the level you're dealing with. Do you know people who are using these? Yes. Riley? Yeah. Like, are they using them like they're supposed to? Well, I mean, they're not supposed to. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like, intended? Or are they using them all at once? Well, I mean, like they use them all at once, and get there's this like buzz. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's like a a pod selling black market <laughs> in my school. Really, <laughs> Jesus! Because you can buy a pack of I think four pods, and they're different flavored ones. There's like not as many as like regular vapes, where you can get like crazy flavored ones. There's like mint and tobacco and like mango or something like that and that's it and they all have nicotine correct like this isn't like vaping where you can just vape flavor it's okay they're all the same strength nicotine there are no nicotine free ones um and i guess you can get a pack of four for like less than 20 bucks but people will sell one for five dollars because if you run out then it's like you need another one because it's like now you're addicted to your jewel but you have to be 18 to buy pods and most of the people i know that are using them are not 18 so they can't buy them for themselves and and i would also add that it other than the inherent dangers of smoking and also nicotine itself um trying to ingest a large amount of nicotine or inhale a large amount of nicotine i should say at that at that all at once not only makes you feel it makes you feel bad so mm-hmm. i don't know why people are considering this a desirable high because it usually makes you kind of sick to your stomach and your heart is racing and you feel very jittery and on edge mm-hmm. i don't know why those are desirable um symptoms but uh it's dangerous because it's a stimulant and you're taking a large amount of it right. and that you know that can make your heart beat too fast yeah. or abnormally or uh, make you it makes you sick so it's dangerous don't do that the best part is you have to charge them not the best part pretty funny you, you have to charge them to get them to work <laughs> um and to charge them it comes with a little like magnetic stand for them that goes into a usb so like you can put it in like your iphone cube but most people at my school will put them into the computers that we do work on during class oh no so it's just like you'll look over and we'll be doing work in class and there'll be a little jewel standing up sticking out of their computer that they're charging you can charge them in your computer yeah like they like the charger that comes on them is on a USB and you just like it stands on top of it. Well, the the, the future has finally outpaced me. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think Riley, you need to help out your fellow teens and spread the gospel of Jewel not Jewel. Like, yes. like bring back Jewel the artist. Um <laughs> 
Get rid of Jewel the Babe. Get rid of Jewel the She babe, had yes. to live in her car for a while, Riley. And then she made amazing music. It's true. And now she's the namesake for But then she like No, I think well first she was a namesake for like razor blades. Remember that when she like did like the whole like intuition thing? Yes. That was a weird time for us all. Yeah, she did a lot of razor commercials. Yeah. (laughs) She wasn't in them, her music. It's not a very good razor blade. I tried it just because I was like, well, I like Jewel. (laughs) Because (laughs) Jewel told you to. Jewel's very influential, all right? She needs to watch her, 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 what she she, uh, endorses, because clearly there's there's some repercussions happening. So, so there's your update. Uh, if you're a teenager, please don't do this. Yeah, there's. Did you see the the rumors, the drama going around about them? What that they put out some. I think it ended up being fake, like a hoax that was created by people who wanted their kids to stop jeweling. But it was, it was like a fake. It was a fake text, uh, in like a group message that was put online that was like, "Hey, everyone needs to stop jeweling." I have a friend who goes to this college or whatever, and he's never smoked a day in his life, but he jewels frequently. And he went to the hospital, and he has, like, really bad, like, lung cancer. <laughs> oh. And, like, people were, like, retweeting this, like, everyone needs to stop jeweling, but apparently it's fake, and, like, moms made it. Well, <laughs> I would, I, I never, I never endorse the dissemination of fake information. Yeah. But you should stop jeweling because it is bad for you. Yeah. Um, whether you use it as intended or not as intended, it's bad for you. Don't. And why get hooked on another you're all hooked on caffeine i know you are why yeah. hook yourself on another substance <laughs> why do that so don't so stay away <laughs> thanks sin there you go so that covers the, the mom and the teen quotient and for all of you mid 30 somethings that don't have moms or teens in your life don't worry about it you're just behind on something <laughs> <laughs> so for everybody else uh one one thing we can all connect on is binging on netflix shows yes right there we go. Yeah. Ah, uh, transition. Hey. And Ow. and there's a recent Netflix show that I think is very applicable to our podcast. They made it for our podcast. They basically I, did, yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, it's called Everything Sucks. Yes. And, and uh, it does. It's... <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. Well, right. <laughs> Not everything. Right. Uh, it's a... So let me say, first of all, we're going to talk about the show... There may Which, be some spoilers. Lots of yeah. spoilers. Spoiler warning right now. Check out of the podcast. Have, Come back next yeah. week if you haven't watched it or you don't want to be spoiled. Now, right. I watched it all in a day. The episodes are all like less than a half an hour each yeah. and they're only 10. So you Same. could feasibly watch this all in a day. I, I did could. as well. <laughs> you yeah. Come back in eight, eight hours. Not yeah. even that. Five hours. Maybe. Yeah. Come back in five hours. Yeah. Um, I have questions for you all about some of the 90s themed content of the show. We should preface. This show takes place in the 90s. Yeah. 90, what, 90, 1996. Six? Yeah. yeah. And um, it likes to really hammer that home, which I, I will say is good yeah. or bad, depending on. <laughs> it is. It is one of those shows. And it's funny because uh, Justin and I were watching uh, the movie The Post the other day. And we were talking. I was talking about like. Was everything like when you see a movie that was set in the seventies? I feel like everything is so seventies, and what were the seventies really like? That like everything was just super seventies all the time. That's my first question. And so that's what that this move this this TV show having lived through the nineties. Now I go well, you know, I mean, I don't know that things were that nineties constantly. I don't know that we (laughs) we were constantly so nineties as as this show would 
would say it's a bunch of teenagers yeah. in the 90s yeah let me say that it, it definitely makes it clear like with lots of lots of subtle details and not so subtle like hey by the way it's set in the 90s like hey, the it's opening... a Tamagotchi it's set in the 90s yeah. <laughs> and it, it's set in a town called Boring Oregon right. so I think it's supposed to be your your kind of prototypical small town yeah. yeah um the opening sequence of this show features like like everyone has like their Walkman and their their headphones on Mm -hmm. um a lot of scrunchies yeah a lot of neon clothing Mm -hmm. um flannel flannel flannel. yeah uh basically every 90s activity like they even show a clip of a girl just slapping on a slap bracelet and then pulling out her (laughs) tamagotchi i i do appreciate there's there's some gratuitous tamagotchi shots yeah yeah um well, like the, the somebody's in one scene, the little alarm goes off on the Tamagotchi. And to she let just you know pulls that, it out of the front pocket of her overalls. Yeah, to like check on it. And it was like that sound was like, oh, it's so in, embedded in my memory. Like, oh, well, Tamagotchi. And I, I, you know, I wonder because I'm, I'm thinking about like a show like Stranger Things, which is set in an era that I didn't grow up in. But it feels mm-hmm. very real to me. Like it feels like these characters are living in this this world. Whereas this show, like, and I'm not complaining about it. I think it's a great show. But like. There's a like I'm like this just feels so forced, but is this just what it feels like when you're aware of the culture? Is that what it is? Like I don't know. And that's why I'm curious how you felt about it, Riley, because I to me it was just like it's not it wasn't like that. I mean, I guess it was, but it seems really dumb. <laughs> yeah, my first question was literally was the '90s this '90s? <laughs> I I don't feel like we were constantly that '90s, but then at the same time everything in the show feels like a winky nod towards me like as i watch oh, yeah. it because i'm like yeah yeah it, i mean there it, are some times <laughs> where you forget but then they remind you i mean i i i do want to say like the the music was so on point that at some points it was mm-hmm. almost too on point yes for me like yes i had moments like like playing like pink triangle by weezer as the like, <laughs> you know the one the one character comes out of the closet to like a friend it's like oh did wait did you make a netflix tv show based around a weezer song because i think you <laughs> did and that's awesome but preface or that at the, at the tori amos concert when she's playing silent all these years as the your main character who has realized that she's gay but is in a time and place where she doesn't know how to tell anyone or or what to do about it she's you know it's a very she doesn't have anybody that she can talk to about this. She's at a Tori Amos concert and she sees two women kind of like cuddling and, and being openly affectionate. And they're playing this song silent all these years. And it's just such a like, uh, it was just such a moment. It was such a like, oh, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was too perfect. Like, I, I, and to speak to that moment, that moment made me cry. Like, like just ball. Like, I'm sitting at my computer I'm just like oh my god like this is just I was I, w- I was singing along I, I was singing until I was crying and then I was cry singing and then when one of the characters asks that main character to be his girlfriend he creates a music video to Wonderwall which yeah. is a 90s song I had heard before okay yes. that's um, good is that is that music video that he created supposed to be a replica of the actual music? Oh, video? honey. Oh, it's it's a whole bunch of nineties classic nineties music yeah. videos. Okay. Like they're, I it's, didn't it's know referencing that. like uh I, I Nirvana's in there. I know that um uh Alanis yeah. um, Ironic is in there. Yeah. They do Th- have a whole a conversation about the Alanis Morissette song Ironic. Well and that's, yes. about how it is indeed not ironic. That- <laughs> 
But that felt a little forced it to felt me. Forced. And you know what? I'm going to say this to anybody that, that hasn't watched it, but is still listening and is fine with spoilers. The first few episodes to me, I was like, okay, I get it. We're making a 90s nostalgia show. The show has a lot more heart than that. Like, yeah, it it's, does. it's wrapped in a very, like, clear, like, 90s nostalgia wrapper, but it, it is not. It, there's so much more heart to that. I mean, the, the main storyline, like, got to me so personally it's and, and even like the the parent storyline like the the, the, the two mm-hmm. parents like it's actually it's got a lot of heart to it. it it really does and i i think what what captured my attention was the 90s feel very close to me yeah like they don't it doesn't feel like that long ago but when you take the the juxtaposition of the like the culture of the 90s you know all the kind of the fluffy stuff mm-hmm. like the clothes and the music and whatever and then you take the main storyline where we have it's a coming of age story of a young woman who is not straight ha- there aren't a lot of tv shows or movies about that mm-hmm. first of all yeah. that's not a coming of age story that we see very often and it also it made me realize how culturally how remote the 90s really is because like you feel her isolation you feel how she has no role model she has no mentor she has no one to look at and say how do i navigate the world as this person that i'm realizing i am and not the person that everyone thought i was she has no touchstone for that Mm -hmm. and that i would say is not true today yeah no and i I would agree with that because i mean being (laughs) a, a a young person in the 90s who was very afraid of my own sexual identity and and you know being honest with myself like the things that I clung to the like the the there was no like person to be like oh I'm like that it's like well oh, uh, Ellen came out that's cool I have Ellen but it's like <laughs> that was kind of it like you know like like when she pins up the picture of the girl with the nose ring it just like it felt like so like oh this is kind of like me right like those weird staples that you just cling to because it's something close to validating yourself like Mm-hmm. I remember that. Like, I think I watched The Craft on repeat, largely just because it was like, Bruja Bog's character, there's there's no sexual identity that's not straight, that's aligned to her. But still, like, she's different. And that in some way validates me. Like, this, yeah. So I, that that hit home. And, and that, and like, oh my God, the moment that she talked about a song, like, sur- like helping her survive. I feel like that's a, like, there's all like the fluff, like the, the surface level 90s stuff. But I think that sentiment more than anything hit home to me because I think that's very much like, you know, like clinging to music so deeply that it keeps you alive. Like that, maybe mm-hmm. it's not a 90s thing, but I think it kind of is. I think I think that's the first generation that is defined by, you know, like music as a survival option. Well, and it, it's, it's also like, I think if you look at the technology, music becoming a more private thing mm-hmm. as we, as we move from, you know records to cassettes oh, that's a and great point you talk about walkmans and things and then eventually cds and discmans it music becomes a private thing as opposed to something that is always shared inherently right. yeah um my next question yeah. actually did have to do with music about something that is mentioned that confused me very much that i didn't want to ask you beforehand because i wanted, <laughs> I wanted your reactions to be authentic no. if this is something okay. that i should know about um in one of the very first episodes the one of the main male characters pulls up to his mailbox and he's yeah. like oh sweet columbia house yeah 
<laughs> and then he realizes it's a CD that he already had and says, I forgot to fill out the thing and mail it back. And she's like, oh, you can get store credit for that. Mm-hmm. This entire conversation I watched and went, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so you could subscribe to Columbia House Records and they would send you a CD period, like monthly, I yeah. want to say. Um, Justin did this. I never did this, but like mm-hmm. Justin did. Cause when we watched that scene, Justin said, I remember getting uh, that Oasis CD in the mail through, Co- through Columbia <laughs> house records. He said, I had this moment. He said, this was my, I had this exact moment of getting this CD and going and listening to it. Um, but you could, you could do that and they would send you like new releases, like the yeah. latest music. So if you just wanted to keep up to date with stuff and then you could, um, if you got one, I guess that, uh, which I, I don't know, I'm theorizing what they mean. You could go to one of the actual like brick and mortar stores mm-hmm. and take the CD you got still in the packaging and exchange it for a different one. Okay. If you got a duplicate. But yeah, that's Very what that. Very confusing. Yeah. That's funny though, because I, 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 that really marks like the moment in time. Cause like he holds up that Oasis CD and I'm like, oh Yeah. I remember when I got that Oasis CD. Like everybody, <laughs> yep, yep. everybody remembers. Like, yeah, I remember getting that Oasis CD. But that, Justin said that he was like, "I got that through Columbia House." That's crazy. I figured it was something along those lines, but again, I was like, "What? What?" Right. See, we used to have <laughs> music. Used to be physical, like a physical object. It's just so crazy to me to think like if you knew of a band that you liked coming out with a new album of songs, you had to actually go buy a physical version of something that that had these songs on it to listen to them you could not just like listen to them as soon as they came out like there's no such thing as something dropping at midnight and you listening to it at midnight no no like as soon as it came out you had to go and buy a cd or a record or cassette or whatever Mm -hmm. and listen to it that way that's crazy but you don't know how exciting that was like i had heard the song ironic by alanis morissette and so i went and got the cd jagged little pill that it that it is on and then I listened to everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that discovery of like, oh, there's so much more than ironic here. <laughs> like this music is my music. This is the music I've been waiting for. And now I found it and it's on the CD and I didn't know it existed. And now it's there. That's it's very exciting. Yeah, I'm sure. I Just the other day, it, it's funny because it was right before I watched the show to do this podcast and I was cleaning my house and I found my binder of I still have like a like four cd per page binder of cds yeah and like thick like it's and it's all like it's legit it's it's oasis it's rancid and green day mm-hmm. and like tori amos like it's it's the 90s it, it's got space ghost coast to coast like the cd like <laughs> it's it's so 90s and so like my childhood i'm like I don't ever have a need for this. Should I burn it all to my computer? Should I like, no, I can't, I just can't throw it away. Who knows? Like maybe technology won't like, we won't go into like some weird Armageddon of technology. It'll just roll back for some reason for 10 years and I'll be happy. I have these. I should keep these. (laughs) Justin and I still each have ours. I don't know why we just keep not throwing it out. Uh, It just, it just feels so wrong because like childhood Mm -hmm. me built this, like putting the, the CD fronts behind every CD, like organizing it by genre. Like that's something I did. Like, oh, here's where we transition from pop punk to hardcore. Like this was important <laughs> to me. <laughs> or the or the mixes. That's the other thing. Oh, like our yeah. binders have our mixes yep. in them. Uh-huh. And you, you can't get rid of your mixes. No, no. And I don't, I don't think, and the thing <laughs> about can't. those mixes is they don't really, they don't even play anymore. Like they, yeah. Those yeah, some degrade. Of them don't work. <laughs> yeah, like none of mine play anymore, but I can't throw them out. Like, 
Like I have one that's like angry girls and it's it's just like L7 and like Bikini Kill and stuff. It's like I can't throw this away. Like I even though it doesn't play anymore, this was my first like angry girl <laughs> CD mix that I made. I can't throw it away. <laughs> um I want to I want to find out more of your 90s questions here, Riley, uh because I'm sure you have many. I do. But before we do that, let's check the group message. So we have a couple sponsors to tell you about this week. Uh, first of all, I'll start off if that's okay. Oh, go Sisters. ahead. Go for it. <laughs> first of all, we want to tell you again about Squarespace. Now, we have asked you before, do you want to make a beautiful website? Yes. Maybe you do. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> hopefully doesn't? that's your answer. Um, maybe, maybe you need to turn a cool new idea into a website. Maybe you've got a blog or some kind of other content that you want to publish. Maybe you have some sort of event or, or project to announce. Whatever your reasoning, uh, you need to create a new website, and that can be difficult, but Squarespace makes it easy by giving you beautiful, customizable templates created by world-class designers. Wow. Uh, they, it's, a, it's a new way to buy domains. They have over 200 extensions, powerful e-commerce functionality. So it's endless what you can do with Squarespace. They make it super easy. Um, if you're like me and you would have nowhere, no idea where to start, creating a website squarespace has got you covered so all you have to do is go to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use the offer code buffering to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain that's squarespace.com enter code buffering sweet who's our next sponsor uh our next sponsor this week is texture and we've told you about texture before but we're going to tell you about them again because they're just so great um, the Texture app gives you unlimited access to over 200 premium magazines. Texture has leading titles like Time, The Atlantic, The New Yorker, Vanity Fair, Wired. They have teen titles like Teen Vogue and Seventeen Magazine if you're into teen stuff. And right now, you can try Texture for free on us. Taylor, will you tell everyone how they can do that? Yes. Uh, so you can actually just... Go to texture.com and uh, uh, backslash still buffering, and you can start a free trial today. So that's it. If you choose to continue, it's podcast listeners would get texture for just $9.99 a month, but you can start a free trial right now using the code still buffering at texture.com. So go check that out. You can have all your favorite magazines and their back issues anytime, anywhere with this easy app. Texture.com backslash still buffering. All right, so Riley, I'm sure you had other questions yeah, about have, this show. I have four questions in a <laughs> row, all about the clothing. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll start out with the first outfit we see one of our main characters, Kate wear, is a white shirt that has a giant picture of Tori Amos on the front mm -hmm. and just says Tori Amos on the bottom. Yes. Do people actually wear shirts with just giant pictures of their favorite artists on Had them. them. You had them. Uh, I had the yep. Yes. Yep. I, I had a Tori Amos shirt. I had, yeah, I had lots of, lots of those shirts. Okay. Yeah. Because I saw that. I was like, no way. Yeah. Okay. No, to totally, totally a thing. Um, that, I mean, band shirts in general I mean, were very I've cool. seen band shirts before that have like a logo on them mm -hmm. or like for a concert or something or song lyrics. But that was just like her entire torso was taken up by a picture of Tori Amos's face. No, that's, I, that was, I still wear shirts like that. <laughs> Like, am I wearing that, one right now? I'm wearing one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th those were very cool. Definitely wore those. Um, so one of the other main girl characters, Emmeline, is that her name? Emmeline? Mm -hmm. Emmeline? Emmeline. Emmeline. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
goes with Kate to try on dresses. Yes. And the dress that she tries on that she proclaims, quote, her boobs are too big for, she gives to Kate because she tells Kate, you have no boobs. Um, and it looks like a metallic nightgown. That that dress, if you're asking, was that like a typical 90s yeah. look? No. I mean, definitely shiny metallic fabrics mm-hmm. were yeah. cool in the 90s. Um, well, and that... But, go ahead. Well, I think that was at a like a secondhand store, wasn't it? Yeah. I think that was more of a yeah. disco thing. Okay. Yeah. But I will um, I will say that was like I don't know, I think that, that that cut is very 90s. Like and that because mm-hmm. it was also the age of like the the you know, underfed models like it was the sort of That's true. Yeah, like that was sort that's of the true. look. Like you're just wearing something that drapes off of you and collarbones for days. Like that's not a good yeah. part of the 90s, but that was part of what I think influenced that scene. <laughs> There, there was that. It was a moment where a lot of models were extremely thin, yeah. Um, and that was kind of the cornerstone. Not just that it wasn't just that they were thin. That was the look. Yeah. The the how thin they were was all of the look. Mm-hmm. And so clothes that would accentuate like your your thinness, your whatever bones were protruding. Those mm-hmm. were that. That was a popular look for a moment. Because at another point. Emmeline wears a dress that looks like like a nightgown like it's like well, beige colored I think it has spaghetti straps she's wearing it to school it goes straight down it is, looks is it like, when she's dressed like Courtney Love that's what I was gonna say that's that my favorite that's look be? because that is yeah that is the bride that is Courtney Love and that's yeah that was well she was kind of like like I didn't I didn't want to like her character because honestly she does something that I think is super super wrong but yeah. I fashion wise, like her style was so much like that was very Courtney Love. That was the baby doll yes. dress, like baby doll uh-huh. dress, like combat boots, like messed up, like curly blonde hair. Like that's Courtney Love. Like and then she also does Gwen Stefani. She does the little buns. Yes. She does the jewel, you know, like the the, the plaid lipstick. pants. Yeah. Like she was yeah. so like hitting all of my like favorite female like crushes in the 90s. Like, oh, my God. She goes. <laughs> she goes goth. Yeah. And yeah. they, they actually come and, oh, somebody saw the craft. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> just, just read me. Sydney was, was telling me this and naming all the different people she was dressing as. I was like, oh, I no idea. No. I did not know that. Wait, those, yeah, those, those were all referential to very popular mm-hmm. people at the time. Okay. They were all looks. Um, I would say not everybody went for all the looks right. the way looks. she does. Um, I think that's, a, that's supposed to be part of, like, her dramatic character like she is a drama nerd yeah yes. theater nerd which is one that is one thing i will take issue with real quick <laughs> so the, like the they set up like your protagonists are these little av club nerds right. yes these little kids like the freshmen and then the uh, kate who's a sophomore who are the av club nerds and then your antagonists are the drama club <laughs> who are so cool that they not only bully the AV club, but they like actually kind of physically harass yeah. the AV club, like force them to drink alcohol and put on makeup and stuff against their will. Yeah, I was in drama in the 90s in high school. Um, we were not that cool. <laughs> we were certainly not cool enough to bully anybody. Yeah. Um, that I found that a little confusing. Like they're I agree. the they're still the drama club. <laughs> I mean, one of the first scenes 
Emmeline and Oliver, was that his name? <laughs> like the two like male and female leads of the drama club stand up in the middle of lunch and perform a scene out of, was that Romeo and Juliet? No, I don't remember or what they were. Some Shakespearean uh, I thing, think they were, it seemed like. Yeah. And like, I was like, there's no way people are going like, to start throwing food at them. Like she grabs a core dog and pretends it's a dagger <laughs> that she's slitting her throat with. And everyone applauds for them at the end of it. I'm now, like, what? Now, let me say, I don't know that there was ever a time where the school was unanimously like would have applauded like, oh, the drama club is so cool. No, I don't know that yeah. that would have happened. No. But that like that happening. I can totally see. I knew people sort of like that. Definitely. I knew an Emmeline. Oh, I knew an Emmeline. <laughs> For sure. And I, I will I will say that akin to that, I did once perform uh, from Rent oh, when Maureen does good. Over the Moon. Yeah, you did. Oh, you did. In the cafeteria. I did. Yes. In the high school cafeteria during the pancake breakfast. I, I did, in fact, perform that song. <laughs> so... You did, Sydney. <laughs> Nothing wrong with so, that. That's a bucket so list right there. Maybe, maybe not so off base. <laughs> Just saying. Oh my god! But I don't remember ever the drama kids being like the cool ones who were bullying people. Yeah. Um. No, they 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 would like it was how it was how a lot of us defined ourselves. So we we would do things to like stand out and like mm-hmm. this is who I am. You know, I dare to be different. I'm special, whatever. But I, I don't. I mean, we never, we never would have taken out any of that on other people because we were also like uncomfortable with ourselves. Right. right. At least that was my experience. Well, and I think you know, like I, I think that that touches on a bigger point, which is how much realizing just how much fashion has changed, or more importantly, like fashion has become just fashion. Like I, like back in the day, like to, you know, to. to declare yourself a drama nerd it came with sort of a wardrobe like the 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 styles that we see like Mm -hmm. happening in the show like it's very much like you're aligning yourself with a section because high school is a war right and i don't see that as much now like i feel like like kids like kids and like you know like i mean say kids like teenagers like you guys wear like you can have like a goth influence and a punk influence and like like dress more mainstream and it's just a style choice like it's not yeah. it's not mm-hmm. aligned to your identity as much as it, it really really was yeah no I, I think that's definitely true and and you definitely like I think you can see that in in some of like the drama club the way that Emmeline dresses very dramatically and like Oliver wears that that trench coat that he wears with all the buttons on you it you dated mm-hmm. so many boys that had that trench coat so <laughs> <laughs> that's all I, I think that's all I, I dated I, Oliver's I, did, I definitely I dated know, Oliver's that had a trench coat with patches and like the irrever- the clash like the anarchy patch like you don't even <laughs> listen to the clash you don't understand the concept of you anarchy you don't know what those it's are. just cool <laughs> where was the beret that was the only thing yeah missing. that was missing but yeah yeah um we also i thought i think we should make a note of this too riley i don't i feel like that they use the nasal piercing as like a like this is how she's declaring that she's gay I did have some issue with this because I, she <laughs> there's a scene where Kate goes into her bedroom, rips down the pictures on her wall of Ryder Strong and JTT, and <laughs> which I really I did appreciate. What other male celebrity too. of the nineties yeah. and replace them with like a Tori Amos poster and uh, what was Fiona, it? Fiona Apple. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then the poster with the picture of the girl with the nose piercing. And then she decides to pierce her nose. And then a few episodes later, and this is a spoiler again, if you're still listening to this, <laughs> even after we told you there'd be spoilers, um, Emmeline realizes she is gay as well and has feelings for Kate and comes back to school with a nose piercing. Like, hey, look. Well, but I think... <laughs> and we should say, too, when we say... I, I don't know what their... I don't know how you would define their sexualities. Right. I guess you should say they realize they're not straight. They're yeah. not straight. Yes. yes. That's what, a better what, way to say I, that. But I don't know what they would define themselves Emily as. Emmeline realized she had feelings for a girl. Yeah. But I, I think, Riley, like... And this is this is another thing where fashion has changed. Like, signaling was a very... It's, it's oh, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very important part of gay culture. Having things that say, hey, guys by the way because it was we're, we're dealing with like said in the 90s like it's still on the cusp of i mean being gay is still dangerous but this is yeah. at the point where you, you still you still couldn't be out and not be thought of as by by some people as in some way wrong and so you right. you there was there there's always been a code of saying like hey look i'm a girl with short hair i got a nose ring like wink wink hint hint like letting other lesbians know or, or non-straight people know and yeah. and so I think that that's that's lost more these days. I mean, I I think nowadays because fashion is just fashion. It's like, you know, like for me, it's like you see a girl with like her her keys on a like a carboner and like a flannel and like short haircut and like a side shave and a nose ring. It's like I I don't know if she's straight or not. I don't know anymore. It's just fashion. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that no, I and I, but I think I think it was all it was a lot about declaring yourself as different. Right. Mm-hmm. That too. Yeah, like stepping outside of the mainstream. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I just I found that interesting. Yeah. Hearing the conversations they had about gay people, and there weren't a ton that were um, derogatory, but there were a few that I was like, whoa, you never hear someone say that today. No. Like one of the girls goes up to Kate because there's a rumor going around that she is gay mm-hmm. and asks her if she is, quote, a homo. And then says, like, oh, good. When Kate mm-hmm. says, no, of course not. She's like, oh, good. I didn't think you would be. That's good. And then there's a conversation between two girls in the bathroom who says, did you hear Kate is gay? And they're like, does that mean she has the AIDS? Yeah. The- it was all up. very, like, like stereotypical, derogatory. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It caught me off guard. Yeah. It, And, I mean, I... I- I would love to say that's not a true depiction of the 90s, but I think there was still that much ignorance mm-hmm. and, you know, um, that kind of prejudice in the 90s. Definitely. And I think it's funny because I now that I'm not working, because <laughs> I'm on maternity leave, uh, a lot of shows that I used to really like are like I realize they they play them all, all day mm-hmm. while I'm at work usually. So like. There are Scrubs marathons and there are um, How I Met Your Mother marathons. And I have checked in on both of those periodically. And both of those shows, not that long ago. Yeah. I mean, How I Met Your Mother ended, what, like four or five years ago? And that's what I'm saying. They're not that old. There are moments that I'm just, I'm shocked that I watched it. And and now I look back and go, I don't remember this being this this offensive i can't believe they just said that i can't believe that was so homophobic that was so you know everything you just said right now i I can't believe that but it wasn't that long ago this was just commonplace on television and in media and just you know this this kind of discriminatory speech this kind of hate speech it just and it wasn't meant that way 
but it was just casually thrown about that way. You watch a friends marathon and yeah. oh, 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 sure. buddy. oh yeah. yeah, no. Well, and that, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I, I, the one, and it, it was sort of a double-edged sword for me because the, the one hurtful rumor that was started about me, this, this really hit home when I was in high school was that I was a lesbian and you know, that like some cool girl started the rumor because she's like, I don't like it when she's the photography assistant in the dark room because, you know, she'll try to hit on you. It was like, but I don't talk to people, let alone hit on them. But that was, you know, like that was still like it was OK. But then also like, don't let it be me. Don't let me be the gay one. I'm fine with the gay people, but don't let it be me. And, right. and as somebody that was also like, I don't think I'm straight anyway, like that, that whole that whole part of the storyline hit a little too close to home because it was just like, yeah, that's that's what that felt like. Like you, you, yeah. you, you are so okay with it, but you're also terrified of yourself, <laughs> right? Is that? Do you think that's changed now, Riley? Like, because that that very much is how like storylines like that in in kind of even TV shows that would have considered themselves progressive would still have like a character adamantly denying that they're gay as if it was a bad thing you know or it being played for laughs Mm -hmm. that kind of that was the way that even in shows where it wasn't actively a target of discrimination it was still you know totally inappropriately if would those kind of rumors be spread to be mean about kids today like i don't think so and so is not straight right i don't think to be mean i don't think that that's something that people like wonder about someone like out of maliciousness or I mean, that's a good thing that's, that's what i'm hoping you'll say <laughs> yeah i don't i mean i uh, especially people i associate with or conversations i have had there have definitely been like questions i've heard people ask like are they dating someone of the same sex like mm-hmm. are they gay i didn't know that about them but never like oh that's gross like like I don't inherently like that. that is a yeah. bad thing okay right. um uh, that's i mean that's reassuring considering where we live it, it, yeah. yeah you would expect it to be worse here yeah absolutely uh, i have one last question for you all on a lighter note that is about not fashion mm-hmm. it is about a conversation that takes place between two parents and they are discussing the uh slang that their children are using <laughs> that they don't understand yeah and three of these slang terms include da bomb mm-hmm. oh snap and all that in a bag of chips. Yeah. And I was like, these are the slang terms that parents don't understand? <laughs> these seem pretty self-explanatory to me compared to some of the slang terms that exist today. Well, I th- I think, okay, I, I you have grown up with these existing. I right. mean, even though you don't use them, I assume you know what all those things mean. Yeah. Um, but it probably did sound odd the first time someone said, She's all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> like, if you're a parent, like, what? She's what? She's what now? I don't know. I think it's just everybody, every generation has their slang terms. I mean, people use that for sure. Right. Well, that was just very funny to me. I think, you know, but there there was something that happened, I think, in popular culture. And it, it's like late 80s, early 90s going on and started in the 90s for sure. Like, where you had self-referential, like, culture being presented so you had these like like nowadays you watch tv and you you can kind of get caught up on the current slang because it's part of it that didn't used to be a thing like i felt like like entertainment was like 10 years behind what culture was doing now it's very up to date the 90 was the first time that it started to catch up with itself and you had Mm -hmm. like you know you had movies being set in high schools in the 90s that were pretty pretty on point with what was going on with like the the sling culture, like the dressing style, stuff like that. 
Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think it, I think it, as people started making TV shows and music and movies that were targeting teenagers, then you started to see that more well represented in media. But prior to that, you're right. It all did lag yeah. because entertainment was being made for adults by adults. And if kids happened to like it, that was fine. Mm-hmm. But then it that was, I mean, and it really has to do with buying power. They realize teenagers have money. Yep. Yeah. And let's get them to spend it on <laughs> Columbia House record <laughs> subscription. Oasis. <laughs> on Oasis. Um, uh, Wonderwall. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I guess I, I don't, I would like to look back and ask mom and dad back then, like, did we say things that you were like, what in the world? Because I know I do now. Like, Either they'll hear things like on TV or hear my friends say things or hear me say things. They're like, wait, what? What does that mean? <laughs> but I think I said da bomb. I, okay. I definitely um, never did. <laughs> I I would. I could see this. I don't think I used the other two. No. I don't think I ever felt like I was cool enough to say, oh, snap. I, I was. I, I was. You never adi- felt like you were cool enough? <laughs> <laughs> I was adamantly out of my way not cool enough to say those words. Like. I, I said groovy a lot. Oh my god! I I remember Just... when you tried to make hella happen for a while. <laughs> well, that's I did. that was that's good now. Now that's it's good okay. Now. It's Is good it? now. Yeah. <laughs> I did try to make that happen. Okay. Hella good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did, and and I like I obstinately stuck with groovy because I was like, well, I know this is not right, mm. <laughs> so I'll just keep going with it because then it's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm that girl who says that thing. Groovy. She's a girl who says groovy. Yeah. I I was in drama. What do you expect? See, I I liked Rad. Rad was okay for me because that's yeah. That's not as bad. That was that was my go-to. I I latched onto Rad for a while. She's the girl who says groovy and the girl who stands up on the lunch table and sings songs from Rent about cows. (laughs) (laughs) At a pancake breakfast. Oh, jeez. There are parents there. (laughs) You achieved the the like the nineties like like moment there like that was i really did you. were you wearing like a choker and a tori amos shirt and your hair and like a messy bun with pencils through it at the time no unfortunately i was wearing my show choir dress okay. <laughs> so i don't is that worse it's better it's is that better. better it's definitely better um i would let me let's end with this i would recommend this show i think I that too. it's it's very um yes the 90s stuff sometimes feels a little it's, artificial it's a, it's an a BuzzFeed article in action is is what I would describe yeah. some parts of the show. Yeah, I will say for a non '90s person though, there's a lot of stuff I missed that I did not understand <laughs> as '90s references. Well, like the even the snack machine when they raid the snack machine at one point uh-huh. and it's got the pizza. Yeah, do you remember those pizza chips? Oh, uh, oh, pizzerios yes, yes. or pizza? Some, oh man, those were so uh, good. I looked at those. <laughs> I was like, oh, where did those go? And I, I, I love it. At some point, oh, go ahead. They talk about surge. I was gonna say they're constantly yes. drinking Gatorade and surge and Mountain Dew. I'm like, yep, that's that's the trash stuff that we rotted our faces off with in the '90s. Yeah, uh, I I would I would also give it a solid recommendation and and more yes. like to the point of like, it's it was funny to me because like the the main storyline revolves around like, uh, you know, like the. The, the main the, the young people and then the older people like and they're finding stumbling their way to like finding acceptance and happiness and as somebody that both like I'm the age of like this old dude who's kind of given up on love and then finding it again so that touches me but then I also remember what it was like to be like a teenager who was afraid of their own sexuality so that that gets to my core I, the whole thing just was like endless feels of just you know it and it, it is a, a pretty 
good representation of a queer storyline that I don't think we've mm -hmm. like that that is needed. It's always needed. More more and more and more. Always needed. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, sisters. Thank you for answering all my nineties questions. Yes. There you go. <laughs> um I it is it is a study in the nineties if uh if you're interested as to what it looked like and felt like and sounded like. Mm -hmm. I would say it's it's nailed that squarely. Um thank you for listening to our show. Uh, you can tweet at us at stillbuff. You can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. Uh, if you like our show, you should check out maximumfun.org for a lot of other wonderful uh, shows on our podcasting network. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I'm a teenager. And, and I, I was... was Two. And maybe you're gonna <laughs> be the one that saves me. That saves me. <laughs> and after all, you're my one wonder. Going into a bullseye interview, I know it's somebody who does amazing work, but it's an actual conversation. I don't know where it's headed. <laughs> hey, these are this 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 is the straight talk that, that you're going to get on this show. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm in therapy. <laughs> I think you you got more out of you than the therapist I went to twice. <laughs> bullseye, creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at maximumfun.org or wherever you get podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.